At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh. Check it out now. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the hizzy as well, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. Good morning, Kelly. Hey, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing very well. Uh, we've got to go over everything that happened this weekend. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> how, you didn't sound like it, didn't sound like it went so well. well it, just, it felt like one of those weekends where it was pay-per-view football. You know what I mean? I had to, like, pay for entertainment. That, that's kind of what it was, yeah. betting-wise. But, yeah. you know, it was very entertaining. It was. Um, it was choppy with the betting, for sure. We got to go through everything. We'll do everything hour number two with Chrissy in terms of a guessing lines type of structure. We will do that hour number two. Um, we will also talk about the game tonight, obviously, between Dallas and Tampa Bay, the final spot remaining to be filled in the division round next week. Um, every matchup but one determined. Who will travel to San Francisco? Will it be the Cowboys? Will it be the Bucks? Cowboys favored by two and a half tonight, 45 and a half. We'll talk about that. 45 and a half is the total. We'll talk about that game coming up as well. Uh, have some Australian Open picks, the rare Australian Open morning, where I actually have a couple picks, one and two to start things off last night. Very squirrely on the men's side. Uh, we'll do that as well. And bets that uh, we added this weekend, NFL, tennis, NBA, everything that we have mentioned on the show. So nothing will be out of the blue. If you've been paying attention, actually followed up on these bets in, in multiple sports. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But some of, some of them, we finally bet. So, <laughs> right? so that's the thing with the show, right? Like we, there's oftentimes bets that we have available to us that we recommend. And then after the show, we're like, Oh yeah, I got to make that bet. Uh, we try not to bet them before we announce them on the show, but then there's a lot that we can't even bet. Cause they're, in a different jurisdiction at DraftKings at Fandle, somewhere else that is not here in Nevada. Um, but these are all ones that we talked about. These are all ones that we followed up on. Um, two things. One, happy Martin Luther King birthday day to you, uh, Kelly Bidlin. When I was a kid, yeah. this was a very big deal where I grew up in Washington, D.C. Uh, when the uh, drive came to make it a holiday. Um, then for most of, I guess, my adult life, it was like, you, if you worked for a corporation, they're like, you can have this or you can have President's Day. One or the other. You get a choice, though. Can't have them both. It turned into that. Uh, but musical recommendation, King Dream Chorus. 
for anybody who wants to see it. This was sort of like a We Are the World for Martin Luther King Day. Oh, okay. With all kinds of R&B acts. Whitney Houston, Elder Barge, New Edition, Menudo was in there as well. Fat Boys. It's great. King Dream Chorus. Tell them I sent you. I want to see my name there on YouTube. Gil Alexander <laughs> sent me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to YouTube it, and then I'll put on the comments Gil sent me. Okay, so here's the thing. To, before we, We're going to get into all the details of these games, hour number two, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll inevitably get to some here. But the two big sort of macro things for me. One, I have somewhat famously described NFL betting as Plinko, preflop ATS betting as, as likening it to the Price is Right game Plinko in terms of where the chip falls at the end and whether you win the bet or not ATS. This was, we, we have now gotten to the point where, forget the Plinko part, it doesn't matter where the, it doesn't matter what the score is in any particular game. You never know how this is going to go at any given moment. Every one of these games, let's start chronologically, Seattle, San Francisco, Seattle up at the half, and then San Francisco completely rolls them. So whatever you thought was the case at the half, completely different by the end of the game. Jacksonville, need, need we say, Jacksonville, the third largest comeback in NFL playoff history, the fifth largest comeback, period, in NFL history. Talk about something we didn't know what was happening midway through the game, 27 to nothing Chargers, the Jaguars famously coming back 31 to 30. What about the Bills and the Dolphins? The Dolphins led in the second half. Probably should have had a chance to win that one. But, I mean, it was Bills 17, what was it, 17 to nothing in the Bills game, was it? I'm trying to think what they what they were up. Yes, yeah, 17 yeah. to nothing. Yep. 17 to 17 at the half. So again, another huge lead that just meant nothing in the end. Giants Vikings was like a tennis match. That was the that was the one exception. And then last night, I mean, I don't even know how that game ended up as it did, which we'll get to the details yeah. of. <laughs> so I was very fortunate with the push. Very fortunate on that. Very fortunate push. That was the thing. My sides were 1-0-1. It was the other shenanigans I did that all so I kind of lost. Oh, no, I did the Chargers, too, so that was a loss. 1-1-1, one, 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 pardon me. Yeah, Chargers hurt. <clears throat> I, took a, I took a beating betting the Bills live several times. Here's, oh, we'll get into all that. <laughs> but here's the other big macro thing. The number of just absolutely unconscionable mistakes in all of these games. So it would be incredible. Seattle, San Francisco, not so much. But after that. First of all, the Brandon Staley saga. Has it finally come to an end? And let me just say again, last year, last season, boy, did we want Brandon Staley, did I want Brandon Staley to be a great coach. Matt Brown and I are similar on this. But I'll tell you what we didn't do, Kelly. Never once said one good thing about him this year. Oh, man. I, I mean, this is this after is, everything in Week 18, that guy better not be on the team plane. You kidding me? Sean, I mean, look, Sean Payton should be the coach of this team by sundown. That's how it should be. Now, we'll go with the Spanos family. We don't know. But Sean Payton, so clearly, this would be the job that he would probably covet, and this would be the job that he could have if Spanos decides to make a move. But now the Brandon Staley thing, yes, the Mike Will playing all your players in Week 18, which we talked about endlessly last week. What are you doing with your seed locked up? Mike Williams gets hurt. Mike Williams, by the way, wouldn't have been available this coming week. That's how bad of a gaffe that ended up being. And it was worse than Mike McCarthy, who technically had something to play for last week with Dallas, at least for a little bit. And it was worse than what Tampa Bay did playing Tom Brady for less than a half. This was its own thing where Justin Herbert didn't come out of the lineup till 11-plus minutes left in the game last week. And then yesterday. I mean, or excuse me, Saturday. I mean, what can you say? It's 27 to nothing, 
And yet all we were texting each other was, this is going to, everybody knows this is going to happen, right? Oh, it's totally going to happen. It's going to be the most chargery thing ever. It's totally going to happen. They're going to blow it. And there were so many things. I mean, we might as well talk about some of them right now. When they were up 27 to nothing, there, there are points in this game where you don't even remember. When it was 27 to nothing, and this is a great tweet from Shoebox at JJSS64, probably won't matter in this game, was the tweet at the time. But Staley going jet sweep on third and inches with three minutes to go in the half up 27 to nothing is amazingly bad. Jags went right down the field after the 13-yard loss and made it 27-7 to at the half. That's a play that people won't even remember. Yep. That was a play call, not Brandon Staley's defensive guy, but that's a play that people won't remember. And then there's so much more in that game, which we'll get into, but it's, it's, the, it's the fourth and three, right? It was, the, it was the Doug Peterson, like Al Michaels and Tony Dungy, who were so poor on this broadcast. <laughs> they really were. And I, and I was texting Felika and Will Hill the whole time. I'm like, first of all, it's not only Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. I'm like, where's the graphics department? Because while it was happening, I was like, wait a minute. Isn't this going to be the second biggest playoff comeback of all time? I was wrong. It was third biggest. But I was like, where's the graphic to give this context? It finally came with three minutes left in the game. Oh, this would be the third biggest comeback in playoff history. So there was that. And then the fact when it was the the key fourth and three, when it was 30 to 20, I believe, at the time, and... Doug Peterson, Al Michaels and Tony Dungy, Al Michaels finally recognized, yes, this is a big decision being made by Doug Peterson. Should they make it third and 13 or should they let it be fourth and three? And they, they said, oh, third and 13, it would still probably be a field goal attempt. What they didn't seize on was that Brandon Staley should have gone for it yeah. on fourth and three. And here is the biggest, by the way, there's another thing that happened later in this game. By the way, of course, the missed field goal. You know what happens later. Jacksonville goes down the field, 30-26, to 26, and then Joey Bosa gets held by Jamal Taylor. Also a false star by Jamal Taylor. Neither gets called. Joey Bosa throws a tantrum, slams his helmet down. You know what Brandon Staley does? He, gives, he picks up the helmet and gives it back to Bosa, <laughs> who proceeds to spike it again. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Kelly. Do you think George Hallis would do that? That stuff was ridiculous with the false start stuff. Do you think Bill Parcells would do that? Do you think he'd hand the helmet back to Joey Bosa? Brandon Staley did. Guy's a joke. That that, that false start stuff was happening all game, though. Like, like, I, I, didn't underst- I didn't understand that. I feel like I've seen games this year where it's happened throughout the entire game and they don't call it. We've talked about it on a numbers game for years where every ran- there'd be random games where a right tackle would be like, the right yes. tackle false starts every play. Like, Bosa was right. Bosa was right. That was happening all game. He was right. But I believe in kindergarten, what they told you was two wrongs don't make a right. He jacked it up. He gave them both a one instead on the two-point conversion. Half the distance to the goal line. And Jacksonville appropriately went for two. And Trevor Lawrence did the wave thing. The Drew Brees wave over the plane of the end zone. And so the field goal was to win instead of tie. Subsequently. And let me, this is, I just want to say this about Brandon Staley. Because I wanted to get to the other games, too. All the gaffes in those games, right? Which we'll get to. But we're talking, you know, in, in what case we're talking? We're talking about the, all the Dolphins errors with the play clock. All of the, you know, Kirk Cousins passing the ball three yards downfield when you need fourth and eight. What was that? The Ravens mismanaging the clock at the end of that game, getting way too cute with the clock. But the Brandon Staley thing, and this is just as boys and girls, is a lesson for all walks of life. If you are going to succeed and fail in life, do it your way. 
Kelly, you know, Jim Rome for 30 years was like the gold standard of sports talk radio. Do you know what young Gil would never be? Jim Rome, right? Wouldn't want to be, wouldn't try to be. I was going to, you're going to fail or succeed doing it your way. Be yourself. Brandon Staley's ultimate crime is that the Brandon Staley of last year, 2021, would have gone for that fourth and three. Mm. He ends up failing and probably is going to get fired because he, for whatever reason, acquiesced to the pressure around him to do things not the way he naturally would do things. That's a brutal pill to swallow, that you failed doing it not to your constitution. That is the most chargery of charger things ever, what happened on Saturday. Anyway, those are the two big things, Kelly. Didn't mean to cut you off there and rant. Apologies. No, 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 it's good. You can't bring that guy back, though. He's done. You can't. He's toast. You can't. Are you kidding me? Uh, For what happened the past two weeks? No. uh, I wanted to love him, so, yeah. All right, we'll come back. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Happy MLK Day to you. Uh, we forgot to do our pro tip in the previous hour, and that pro tip is what we just talked about at the end. For awards markets like most improved player in the NBA, look at past winners and their resumes when making bets. This is one that often follows a pretty basic formula with the winners. In other words, let's put numbers to it. Lori Markkinen's gone from 14 points a game to 24 points a game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander's gone from 24 to 30. Not as much of a leap, but that's the construct. That's the model that usually wins most improved player. From good to great, not from oblivion to good. You get one every hour. Pro tip, that is. That's at least 20 a day. Pro tips, searchable at vsin.com or vsin pro subscribers only, where you can sort them by sport and by show at vsin.com. This is from... This comes to us from Bill Krakenberger. Hey, do you know Bill Krakenberger, Kelly? You met Bill Krakenberger? Yeah, sort of. Uh, Billy does a podcast, and he passed this on to me. He said, uh, he said bookmakers just missed having their biggest week ever, talking in general here, uh, if Buffalo lost outright. However, I think he's talking about bookmaker offshore, by the way. He says, however, uh, they had a huge, huge week. Oh, no, this is Jay. No, he's just talking about bookmakers in general. Now he says, Jason, the head of risk at BetMGM, said that Buffalo minus 13 and a half was the biggest risk they've had this season. Millions and millions of dollars bet on Buffalo since he not covering two. That helped as well. Wow. Well, if only we had a bookmaker that we could talk to about how he did. Ladies and gentlemen, guessing lines with Chrissy Andrews. My mishpoh. All right. Only bet the Bills uh, minus six and a half live, minus five and a half live, minus five and a half live again. Good times. Yesterday. That's yeah. what you did over and over. Yeah. Hello, Christy Andrews. For hey. those who are just uh, tuning in for the first time, this is uh, makeshift guessing lines for the division round. Throwback to the old Stardust radio show uh, of the same ilk. Chrissy, who runs the South Point Sportsbook right behind us. How was your weekend? Uh, nowhere near what Krakenberger's saying. Really? I mean, now I got to tell you, if Miami would have won outright, we might have had one of the biggest weekends we ever had. But, it, uh, it was the money line parlays getting home. Money line parlays got there. That that hurt us. Uh, 
You know, the, the seven actually was a very bad number for us last night with the Raven game. Uh, you know, I, I used seven on my ties win parlay card. Um, you know, we it, it, you know, we didn't get murdered yesterday. I mean, we lost a little bit. Yeah. You know, Saturday was really good. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess everybody just has different business. And I look sure. at our allocations, you know, because we got a couple different sites and. Uh, you could see a, a big disparity in uh, in customer bases, you know. But we we uh, you big, know, over, big disparity. How? What do you mean? Well, some places did real well, and some places didn't do so well. Within, Here at the South Point, we didn't do that, but we combined everything together. Ah, I see. Gotcha. But you could still see differences, in, yeah. you know, customers, you know. But we, uh, you know, we got beat up here. Uh, you know, Rampart did a little better. Uh, you know, the uh, the Mesquite properties did real well. You know, so it just kind of depends, but uh, but overall, it was. I mean, like I said, it wasn't wasn't terrible. I mean, we lost a little bit for the day, but that includes NBA and hockey and all that other stuff. Lights are still on today. Mister Gon doesn't have to sell the plane. <laughs> all right, so let's do these. We obviously won't have the fourth game to get to, but we'll talk about the Niners here at some point. But let's do these in chronological order for next week. The first game on Saturday is. At 4.30 Eastern Time, Jags at Chiefs. The number four-seeded Jaguars. The number one-seeded Chiefs. Chiefs coming off the bye, of course, at 14-3. and three. The Jaguars beat the Chargers. Fifth biggest comeback in NFL history. Third largest comeback in NFL postseason history. We'll go through some of the, the gory details. Second play of the game. I mean, this was all Chargers to begin with. Second play of the game, uh, Trevor Lawrence pass, tipped by Joey Bosa, picked by Dre Tranquil. Two plays later, Eckler in from 13, 7 to nothing. Chargers before you could even blink. Next drive, fourth and seven at the Chargers 33 for the Jaguars. Lawrence picked by Asante Samuel Jr., 10.02 left in the first quarter. Zay Jones totally held on the play, and Khalil Mack at least a half yard offside earlier in the drive. No calls. God, the officiating this weekend was so bad. Cameron Dicker, 22-yard field goal off that, 10 to nothing Chargers. They trade three and outs. Then Jacksonville, third and five at their own 19. 209 left in the first quarter. Lawrence picked by Asante Samuel again. Three plays later, Eckler in from six. 17 to nothing, Chargers. We're still in the first quarter. 44 seconds left. Another three and out for Jacksonville. Then the Chargers go on an 11-play, 62-yard drive. Ends in Herbert to Gerald Everett for nine. 24 to nothing, Chargers. Subsequent drive, Jaguars, third and 10 at the 50, 6.55 left in the second quarter. Lawrence picked by Asante Samuel for the third time, fourth pick of the game. Chargers do get a three and out, but then the punt hits off the helmet of Chris Claybrooks, and and Amen Agbung Bemiga recovers it. Cameron Dicker, the kicker, 23-yard field goal. It's 27 to nothing, Chargers. 4.25 left in the second quarter. And then the Jags had another three and out. And this is where it begins. This is where it all begins. The Chargers end up with a three and out after that. But on third and one at their own 27 with 2.26 left, up 27 to nothing. And this is the tweet we read earlier. Jet sweep. They lose 13 yards. They get that one yard. You know what they prevent? The Jaguars probably from scoring in that half because the Jaguars got the ball back. They went seven plays, 53 yards, only took them a minute 25, including a fourth and one conversion at the uh, Chargers 26. Lawrence to Jones for 12. Two plays later, Lawrence to Evan Ingram for nine yards, 27 to seven. That's how we went into the locker room. Third quarter, Chargers start out seven and out. 
Then the Jaguars go 14 plays, 89 yards, ending in Lawrence to Marvin Jones Jr. from Marvin Jones Jr. from six out, 27 to 14 Chargers, and you're like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. But the Chargers get a Dicker 50-yard field goal on a drive where uh, Gerald Everett had a 25-yard quote-unquote catch that went unchallenged by Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. 30 to 14 Chargers, and you're thinking, okay, maybe they righted the ship here. Jacksonville then, five-play, 68-yard drive. Took two minutes and seven seconds. Lawrence to Zay Jones for 39. Two-point conversion fails, 30 to 20 Chargers. 40 seconds left in the third quarter. Everybody texting each other, oh, my God, it's happening. Fourth quarter, Chargers, second and six at their own 37. 13-46 left, 30 to 20 game. Herbert sacked, but a massive unnecessary roughness penalty on Trayvon Walker where he just shoved Herbert down, extends the drive, eventually leading to the biggest fulcrum point of the game. We talked about it earlier. Doug Peterson declines a holding penalty on fourth and three at the Jacksonville 22 with 8.51 left. Al Michaels and Tony Dungy recognize it's an interesting decision for, for Peterson, but mention nothing about Staley's decision not to go for it, fourth and three, which was the main point. Didn't even occur to Staley. Dicker proceeds to miss a 40-yard field goal. And again, this is what I said earlier. Brandon Staley, your biggest crime is you didn't go out being true to yourself. 2021, Brandon Staley goes for that. But not 2022, Brandon Staley. Jacksonville goes 10 plays, 70 yards. Lawrence to Kirk for nine on a drive that included a horrible challenge by Staley on a Lawrence to Zay Jones eight-yard completion. And then the second biggest moment, second and goal at the Chargers, nine with 5.30 left. Lawrence to Kirk, touchdown, 30-26. to 26. False start and a hold by Jawan Taylor on Nick Bosa goes completely uncalled. Bosa goes crazy, throws a tantrum, called for unsportsmanlike, spikes his helmet. Brandon Staley picks up the helmet and hands it back to Nick Bosa. Excuse me, Joey, <laughs> Joey. Bosa. He then spikes it again. Chrissy, does George Hallis do that? Does Bill Parcells do that? Yeah, what What was that? I mean, the first one, okay, you know, all right. He hands him the helmet. Here you go, son. And he throws it again. I does, mean, does Vince Lombardi hand it back? And here's here's where I wrote my note. Al Michaels, no sense of moment, no energy. This is my, yeah. notes, no, my notes during the game. No sense of moment, no energy. Staley knows he's going to need that support when it comes down to a vote, you know, whether he has a job or not. So what does it do? It brings the ball to the one-yard line, and the Jaguars appropriately go for two, and Trevor Lawrence does the Drew Brees wave over the plane, 30-28. to Chargers go three and out. And then the final drive of the game, Jacksonville. Nine-play drive, including a fourth-and-one conversion at the Chargers 41 with 128 left. Etienne for 25. Patterson from 36. Good. 31-30 to Jaguars. Or as Al Michael called it, uh, there's a flag. There's a flag. Uh, It's on the defense. Chargers ran seven of 29 plays by design in the second half. Just seven runs. Lawrence was four of 13 for 30 yards and four picks to start the game. In fact, the Jaguars' first seven drives, four picks and three three and outs. And Lawrence finishes the game 28 of 47 for 288. Four touchdowns, four picks. He was sacked twice. Etienne, 20 for 109. How much credit does Trevor Lawrence deserve? for keeping his head in that game. The Jaguars, most incredibly, minus five in turnovers. Minus five, leading directly to 23 Chargers points. And, of course, they're taking on the Chiefs here, uh, who enter week, uh, who entered Week 18 with the worst red zone defense, it should be pointed out, in the NFL, and the worst team on third and one on offense. <coughs> Just a couple notes about the Chiefs. Uh, I said the Chiefs would be seven-and-a-half-point favorites here. 
Well, I thought six and a half, seven. Uh, I saw this game went open eight and a half, nine. There's still nines. I see, I see a couple nines out there. Almost all eight and a half. I, I opened eight just to be below the market. I thought it should be a little lower. I went back and looked. You know, the Chiefs, you know, everybody tells you how hard it is to play at Arrowhead. It is. Is it easy to beat the Chiefs on the road? Yeah. And I went back three yeah. years. And when I was giving everybody three points for home field advantage, that was kind of like the basic number. I was only giving the Chiefs two. And then last year I started giving them one. And this year consistently a one. You know, and they've covered some numbers at home. There's no doubt. You know, but I think this is just a good team no matter where they play. They don't have that big of a home field advantage. And, uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I was looking at the number and I'm thinking, boy, anything over seven to me, it would have to be a take. And, uh, you know, I think this uh, – this Jaguar team has really found itself. I talked about it, and I know we're running out of time here, but uh, I mentioned last week on the show that there was a big coaching disparity in the Charger-Jaguar game. There was a bit of a quarterback disparity, too, but that had greatly narrowed the way Trevor Lawrence is playing. I agree. Greatly narrowed. This kid is really playing well. I think the team believes in themselves, their coach, their quarterback. I think it's going to be a tight game. Good on him for bouncing back. Absolutely. Good on him. Got to give him credit. We'll come back game two between the Giants and the Eagles next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Have you noticed that my uh, well is getting longer and longer, Kelly? Well, <laughs> it's turning into it's quite, it's quite a windup. Yeah, it's turning into murder. <laughs> she wrote, "We get tweets. We also get tweets. I don't know what I just said. We get tweets at beating the book. Daytime degenerate. The autumn wind is a Drew Barrymore. What? We talked about Drew Barrymore oh, earlier. Then Kelly talked about Raiders song. Kelly or? talked about her what she wears, and it's like autumn. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Uh, Paul Zhang." Bet 365 cashes out money line bets when the team goes up 17. It cashed in the first quarter in that Jags Chargers game. And of course, the Jacksonville money line cashed as well. In addition to the Chargers. Uh, let's say, uh, this is from Steve, 2014, 2014 Eagles. 
He said, my uh, brother's TV was stuck on an SAP broadcast. I missed out on Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. The Spanish announcer appeared to be on the Jags because English would pop out of his mouth if the Jags did bad. Quote, Trevor, you can't throw that. You see the guy there. <laughs> Unquote. That's awesome. Oh, man. Gil, any update on the eggnog challenge? That's from Robert Schaefer. Well, we got to see if there's eggnog available. That's the first thing there. Nevada Azer. Hey, Gil, agree on your 49ers MVP take. DraftKings also has Nick Bosa at 100-1 to last week. You never know. He could pull it off like Vaughn Miller in Super Bowl 50. Well, it's always possible. Oh, yeah. Always possible. He's playing great. That was, of all the advice we gave last week, that Niners MVP, it's still available, too. You could still make Niners MVP bets at really nice prices. McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle. Yeah, I think I might add one or two of those today. Yeah. All right. What's next, Kelly, on Saturday? Saturday, we have the Giants and Eagles, 8-15 Eastern. Six-seeded Giants, first seed, number one seed Eagles. Eagles, of course, coming off the bye. The 14-3 and three Eagles, number one seed. Giants beat the Vikings yesterday. They done did it. This game was, on, was not like the others. This was more of a tennis match that you figured if, if someone broke the other player, it was going to be the advantage, and that would be all they needed. I thought it was the most uh, – it went to script. This game went to script yes. better than any other game, right? You, you knew both defenses kind of sucked, and the offense was going to have their way. I, di- I didn't think that uh, the Giants were going to be able to take advantage of the Vikings as much as they did, but they did. These, these two first drives, sum it up. Vikings 12-play, 75-yard drive, 637. Cousins in from one out, 7 to nothing Minnesota. Remember, 12 plays. Giants come back five plays, 75-yard drive. Took half that time, 312. Barkley in from 28, 7 to 7. The Giants did whatever they wanted to do. It was so easy for them. Those receivers were so wide open all game. It was like, what am I watching? Minnesota three and out. By the way, third and one at their own 34. <laughs> Jefferson to Cousins for a two-yard loss. That was the first hiccup. So then it was like breaking serve. Giants got the ball. Four plays, 81 yards. Took two minutes and three seconds. Jones to Slayton for 47. Then three plays later, Jones to Hodgins from 14 out. 14 to 7 Giants. Minnesota 5 and out. Gano 25-yard field goal. 17 to 7 Giants after a 10-minute and 52-second drive. Then Minnesota countered. Eight plays, 75 yards. Took two minutes and 45 seconds. Cousins to Hawkinson for 27. After the Giants opted to let Minnesota have a third and nine and not a second and 19. And then to Hawkinson for 28. Those were the big plays. Cousins to Osborne for 9, 17 to 14 Giants. That's how they went to the locker room. Jones, first half, 12 of 16 for 143. 10 carries for 71. Second half, more of the same. Giants start. Six plays, 75 yards. Took 323. Jones to Bellinger from 9 out, 24 to 14. Minnesota, eight plays, 75 yards. Took 351. Cousins to Irv Smith from 3 out, 24 21 Giants. Then the Giants with their first drive of the game without a score, a 6 and out. Kevin Barnett, I noted, being extra excitable after the Al Michaels debacle the previous day. Pointed that out earlier. Fourth quarter, Minnesota, fourth and two at the Giants, 43. Down 24-21. Cousins to Hawkinson for 18. Then a fourth and one at the Giants, 16 with 12-41 left. False start. Joseph, they have to settle for the field goal, 38-yard field goal, 24-24. By the way, great job at expedited replays in this game. Yes. Can I get the memo? Did I get the memo? Did you get the memo on no. expedited replays? Yeah, no. That I mean, we were going like CFL style now, and it was going to come down from upstairs immediately. Felica pointed this out yesterday. He's like, well, we knew this existed because every once in a while it happens, but every drive it seemed like that yes. an expedited replay? 
But but then the and to your I mean to your point the, the announcers were bringing it up constantly like we were yes. all supposed to know we're about all, this. Like, expedited replay, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> fourth and inches for the Giants now at the Minnesota 7. 24-24 game. Jones converts two plays later. Barkley scores from two out. 31 to 24 Giants, 747 left. What do you know the Vikings are in a one-score game? Remember, there were 11-0 before this in one-score games. Minnesota 3-0. Giants get the ball back. Fourth and one at their own 45. Up 31-24, 3-28 left. Jones gets it on the sneak. Three plays later after Minnesota had used all three timeouts, though. Third and 15 at the Giants 41 with 3.07 left. This could seal the game. Jones to a wide-open slate and drops it. Had nothing but green grass in front of him. Would have effectively ended the game. Instead, the stop, uh, the clock stops. Minnesota gets the ball. And Minnesota starts down seven. 2.56 left at their own 12. Zero timeouts left. The second play, roughing the passer on Dexter Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Instead of third and four at their own 18, it's first and 10 at the 33. At that moment, didn't you think, oh, this is fait accompli. They're totally driving down oh, the yeah, field. Oh, of course I did. Come on. Me? Of course I did. You, Mr. Vikings. You're not how bad that call was. Too. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Like, come on. He, there was, I guess, a technical graze of the helmet. Graze of the helmet. It was a graze, yeah. But how can you call that? I mean, this is these are the playoffs, man. Come on. Playoffs. And here's where it ends. Fourth and eight, famously at their own 47. 151 left. Again, no timeouts. Down seven. And Kirk Cousins does the most Kirk Cousins thing you'll ever see. <laughs> he just throws a three-yard pass to TJ Hawkinson. With a guy being covered. I get it. He was rushed, but just to throw it downfield. Yeah, right. Yeah. You have to, right? And I get it that TJ Hawkinson had had a big game. Yeah. But you're still asking, you're asking a tight end to shed a tackle and still get upfield like seven yards for the first down. Horrific decision by Cousins and the most Kirk Cousins thing ever. Yeah. Ball game. The New York football giants are going to the division round. Jones, 24 of 35 for 301. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. 17 carries for 78 yards. Jones, first player in history with 300 yards plus passing, two-plus passing touchdowns, 70-plus rushing yards in a postseason game. Hodgins, eight for 105 and a touchdown. 431 total yards for the Giants. They did whatever they wanted. And this closes the book on the most fraudulent team in the history of the NFL Per football outsiders, the Vikings end up, as we said, going into yesterday's game with the ninth lowest DVOA ever for any playoff team since football outsiders have been tracking playoff teams since 1981. The ninth worst. And yesterday they lived up to that billing. And they end up instead of 11-0 and in first in one-score games, well, they get to the postseason and they lose their first <laughs> one-score game. Well, Vikings... Cheers to you on a great season. The <laughs> ROI was still fantastic. Uh, Philadelphia is a touchdown favorite against the Giants. I'll say minus seven. That's what it opened virtually everywhere. We opened at seven ourselves. I have, well, get your first bingo. No dickering with that number. No dickering. Um, it's up to, we got bet this morning, though, on, on Philadelphia. And I could see uh, the guy who bet us, he's, you know, he, it moved everywhere. So we're, we're seven and a half now. Here at South Point in seven and a half, uh, pretty much like a blanket. I see, see one seven minus twenty. There's still one seven out there at the win, uh, and then some seven with some juice on it. You know, so so it, you moved on the bet or or thereafter? I, I moved slightly after that because I, I didn't want to move. I didn't know the guy that well that bet us, and I didn't know sharp guy whatever. You know, so I didn't really want to move. Uh, but then when I saw him moving everywhere, I said, okay, he's he's either with somebody or he's creating the move himself. 
so I wound up moving to seven and a half. Is your instinct here that every time it moves seven and a half, it's going to bounce back to seven? Well, it hasn't done it yet. So let's see. Sometimes when you breach that seven and you go to seven and a half, if it doesn't come back, you might be headed to nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see. I don't know. I thought seven was a good opening number. I mean, we're still not 100% sure on Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's had some time to recover. I mean, the assumption is he's okay, but, yeah. you know, uh, that's a big assumption. You know, I, I think Garner Minshew's a pretty good backup, but he's not Jalen Hurts. You know what they say about assumptioning. I do know what they say. I, <laughs> I, I, I agree neglected to mention that. I, I think it's going to be a tougher game to bet because of that. I, yes. I think there there is definitely this cloud of unknown with Jalen Hurts still. And for me personally, I think that might keep me away from this game. I also feel like with Philadelphia, and we'll get to it with Buffalo, especially with Buffalo, but even though the wins kept coming, yeah, you just felt like they weren't the same team. Yeah, anymore. they may have peaked a little early. And I think we have both mentioned that on this show before. Yeah. Not we've dropped their power ratings precipitously, but we've dropped them a little. Both Philadelphia and Buffalo, a little bit. Uh, are they still argue? Well, I think I still think Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. But Philly might be the best team in the NFC, but not as much as they were a month ago. No lines have surprised yet. We shall see what's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest game of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets. I just want to read this one from Carl Newfeld. Who I was riffing off my think about uh, Staley hand, handing the uh, helmet back to Bosa. Said when Bosa threw his helmet, got that penalty that allowed them to go for two from the one. Staley picked it up and handed it back. Mike Ditka, what? A, it's exactly another guy. Yeah. You imagine Mike Ditka handing that back to him? Oh, God, what are you doing? I wanted to like you so much. All right, Sunday morning. This is the marquee matchup of them all, Kelly. Yes. Yes, it is. The Bengals at the Bills. Did you say Bengals? I said the Bengals. He did say uh, Bengals. Yeah. 
It's is like that Matt Brown? Matt Brown. It's the correct so says, way to pronounce it? Bingles. It's like, it's like, how do you spell that, Matt? He goes, B-E-N. I'm like, say it. He goes, Bingles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cincinnati at Buffalo, three versus two on paper, the marquee matchup. Uh, yesterday, Cincinnati against Baltimore. They started out with a 14-play, 54-yard drive. Field goal, three to nothing. McPherson from 38 yards out. That was 638. Took 638. Baltimore, second and six of the Cincinnati 46. Huntley was picked by Akeem Davis-Gaylor. And then uh, Cincinnati, who at that point in the first quarter, they had run 22 of the 27 offensive plays. And as I mentioned earlier, John Harbaugh, an absolute joy in his interview with Melissa Stark. <laughs> she should ask some some regular questions. Sorry, I had to go Arabic. I don't even remember what her question was, but it might as well have been like, how do you feel about playing football today? No. He's like, what's with these questions? The kicker was that she mentioned, she dared mention Anthony Brown. She's like, oh, do you think it'll be Anthony Brown or tell him? And he, and he says, we'll just see how the game goes. <laughs> he stomps away. He was like angrily stuttering that too for like a minute before he well, said it. Well, we'll just see how the game goes. We'll just see how it goes. Let me just say, I know a guy that knows him. Yeah. Not not knows him well, but has met him. Says, yeah, that's what he is. <laughs> he was so <laughs> bitter. Uh, Burrow to chase for seven. McPherson misses the extra point. God, what has, how has he fallen in a year? Nine to nothing Bengals. Chase caught five passes on that one drive. He was already at six of the game. And then the second quarter was the complete opposite. Baltimore goes 17 plays for 75 yards, took 10.03 off the clock. Huntley to Dobbins from two out, 10 to seven Cincinnati. Cincinnati third and 16 at their own 39, 247 left in the half. Burrow to Hayden Hurst, well short of the sticks. He's hit by Kyle Hamilton, fumbles. Hamilton recovers. Ravens set up at the Cincinnati 44 with 238 left in the half. First and 10 at the uh, Cincinnati 33, 126 left. They snap it over Huntley's head, but he scoops it up and hits Josh Oliver for 19. But at first and goal at the Cincinnati three, the Bengals D holds the Bengals, uh, the Bengals D holds uh, to, uh, to a field goal. A uh, Justin Tucker chip shot, 10-9. to Baltimore takes the lead, and that's how we go into the locker room. Baltimore had it for 12 minutes and 34 seconds of the second quarter. Second half started out. Baltimore went four and out. Cincinnati 12 play, 83-yard drive, took 7-0-8. Burrow in from one touchdown, two-point conversion to Higgins, 17-10 to Cincinnati, and you're like, oh, feeling good if you had the Bengals. But the Ravens came right back. Five plays, 81 yards. Huntley to Dobbins for 27. Started with that and then ended with Huntley to Demarcus Robinson for 41. 17-17. Then Cincinnati with a three and out. And then the moment of the game. The Ravens go 81 yards in eight plays. To have it third and one at the Cincinnati one with 11.54 left. Huntley tries the Drew Brees wave over the plane. Knocked out of his hands by Logan Wilson, Matumbo style. No. <laughs> right into the hands of Sam Hubbard. 98 yards to the hizzy. 24 to 17 bagels. And those of us with bagels tickets are like, yeah, just like I just like I called it. <laughs> yeah, Told you, you they'd win this game. You Matt and I texted each other right <laughs> afterward. Ooh, thank God. And as Chris Collinsworth said, no push from the running backs. Either do that or spread them out to get rid of the linebackers. Don't do Neither of those things. Next gen, before the fumble, Bengals had a 45.8% chance to win. After the touchdown on the fumble recovery, 87.6%. Rest of the game, Baltimore three and out. Cincinnati three and out. Even though roughing the kicker extended the drive, they had three more plays and they had to punt. Five and out for the Ravens. Three and out for the Bengals. Baltimore takes over with 314 left at the Cincinnati 46. Fourth and one at the Cincinnati 37. Two-minute warning. Huntley runs for three. And here's again where the Bengals just got a little too cute. 
especially as Kelly pointed out, for a plotting offense with a backup quarterback and the most unimposing wide receiver core ever. They didn't run their next play once they got the fourth down conversion at the two-minute warning. Ravens, I'm sorry. Who did I say? Bengals, okay. Ravens, I'm sorry. Ravens didn't run their next play until the 125 mark. First and 10 at the 33, incomplete. But then they got an illegal use of a hands penalty on Cincinnati. So first and 10 at the Cincinnati 28 with 117 left. They didn't run their next play till the 34-second mark. Wow. Which, again, I get the strategy. You don't want to leave them any time on the clock if you score. But the problem with it is if you make one mistake, a sack, you take a sack, or if you have a penalty, you're toast. And that's exactly what happened. An illegal use of the hands penalty. Excuse me, a, uh, pardon me, a, uh, a hold, I should say. So next play was second and 20 at the Cincinnati 27 with 22 seconds left incomplete. Third and 20 with 15 seconds left incomplete. Fourth and 20 with eight seconds left. Huntley heaves it off the deflection, almost caught by James Prochet. Cincinnati escapes 24-17. Burrow, 23 of 32 for 209. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times, five carries for nine yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, nine of 84 and a touchdown. Bengals outgained 364 to 234. They only mustered 51 yards rushing. And they're playing Buffalo, who went up on the Dolphins, and we won't go through the details, but they went up 17 to nothing. By the way, for those who bet in certain places, there was one drive where Buffalo uh, was giving out free money on instant replays. People can bet on instant replays in some places. Free uh, money on the overturn of a Gabe Davis catch, ruled incomplete initially. And then free money on a Dawson Knox touchdown that wasn't overturned. By the way, if you follow instant replay markets, it went from like minus 300 to minus 1,000 on overturns. Man, we talk about waiting for commercials to make live bets. Oh. I can't even imagine betting that. You know, for those who do that kind of thing, Kelly. Yeah. Um, and then at 17-3, to three, Josh Allen gets picked deep by Xavier Howard. So Miami has a fourth and eight at the Buffalo 46. Thompson to Wilson, Jr., Jeff Wilson Jr. for 13. Jason Sanders, 48-yard field goal. Buffalo holds him to a field goal, 17-6. to six. You know, yeah, they'll just, give, just giving up field goals, Buffalo is. Three and out for Buffalo after Khalil Shakir couldn't secure a bomb. Miami gets a huge punt return from Cedric Wilson, 50 yards. Sanders, 37-yard field goal, 17-9. You're like, okay, well, that's going to be the end of the half. Nope, Allen picked by Javon Holland off a deflection. Then Thompson, Skyler, that is, to Gasicki for seven, two-point conversion to Hill. It's gone from 17-0 to 17-17, 33 seconds left in the half. The Dolphins had scored 17 points in seven minutes and one second. This is, this is the first time, Gil, where I'm like, perfect live bet. Let's go. Let's go. Six and a half. Lay it. You were not alone. <laughs> I know others who did as well. By the way, the, the Bills do end the half with the Tyler Bass 39-yard field goal. There were 17 combined points. In the last 2-11 of that half. So 20-17, to 17, we start the second half. Miami's a three and out. But then Buffalo's first play, Allen sacked by Eric Rowe, recovered by Zach Sealer in the end zone. 24-20 Miami. Oh. Another time to lay five and a half. Let's <laughs> go. Later. <laughs> Thompson picked by Kair Elam. Allen to Beasley for six on the subsequent drive after an Allen 12-yard conversion on third and eight. 27-24, Buffalo regains the lead. By the way, I kept texting people, why is why are they not just having Josh Allen run on more plays? I don't know. What has happened to that play? I don't know. And Daniel Jones somehow has and, turned into Josh and the Allen. the next game, yes. I said that. I go, see, why didn't Buffalo do this? Rex Ryan was going crazy about that this morning, actually. Next, next drive, Allen to Davis for 23. 34-24, Buffalo's up 10. No problem, right? Wrong. Miami, 11 plays, 75 yards. 
took 614. Wilson in from one, 34-31, and there's 10.53 left. And then Buffalo, three and out. This begins the officiating nonsense portion of the game. Miami, fourth and six at their own 38 with 8.31 left. By the way, it was fourth and six because it appeared the Dolphins went for it and failed, but officials granted a timeout to the Bills. Miami reconsidered and punted at fourth and six in this particular case. Then Buffalo, six and out. Miami, fourth and inches at their own 48. Delay of game called even though the ball was snapped and Miami was stopped. Fourth and six at their own 43. Incomplete pass intended for Gesicki. It was the worst play clock officiating I'd ever seen. Remember, it was fourth and one. And Miami was going to take a delay because they thought it was a first down instead of a fourth down. Anyway, it was a whole thing. Buffalo ends up running out the clock after being given a first down when Singletary clearly was a half yard short, by the way, at the end. 34-31 Buffalo. Allen, 23 of 39 for 352. Three touchdowns, two two picks, but he was sacked seven times. Lost a fumble. Diggs, seven for 114. Davis, six for 113 and a touchdown. They won the total yardage battle 423 to 231 and were minus one in turnovers. My guess will be Buffalo minus two and a half. Whoa, that's what I made it. Oh, well, let's find out what it is after the break here. Okay. You, you had the same number I did. That, when I made my numbers, yeah. Wow. So now I don't know which way it's going here. Interesting. Been cocooned that long? I have an idea. Okay. Yeah. Playoffs can't really stand the cocoon as much, but I have an idea. We'll see if it elicits a bet next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, happy MLK Day to uh, everyone listening. Again, we were trying to figure out there's only, quote-unquote, only nine NBA games today. Mm. Usually, though, it was the whole league playing, and we're trying to hypothesize why that is. It's because the NFL pushed up on their on their day? Yeah, no, sure, feels, sure feels light. I'm guessing that's what it is, but I, I don't know. We get tweets. Yeah, because they're all during the day, too. You right. know, I mean, there's one... I guess two evening games. I think that's it. Philly boy LV4223. My favorite part of the Cincinnati-Baltimore recap was the uh, no from Matumbo, he said. (laughs) I literally, I literally LOL'd. Um, That wasn't your favorite part of the recap. What was the uh, win percentages? So this is, they they flashed this up on the screen. They like to show the next-gen win probability stats. So before the 98-yard fumble return, was third and one for Baltimore uh, at the third and goal at the one. Before the fumble, they said it was a 45.8% chance for Cincinnati to win, which let me just say, I completely disagree. It should be way lower than that. And then 87.6% after. 87.6. Not 87. No. Not 88. (laughs) 87.6. They are so accurate with these things. They have to, um, they don't go to hundreds. It wasn't the 88.63 or, you know. Crazy, I say this all the time when it comes to win probabilities in football. In baseball, I accept them because the sport is mechanical. Sure. So there are thousands of examples of a team being down two with runners at first and third with two outs in the bottom of the sixth, right? It's like, it's very, sure. very, you can wrap your hands around it. Football, there's so many moving parts. Like, and first of all, 40, there's no way it was 45.8% when they were on the doorstep of the end zone. There's no way. I mean, you're kind of assuming it a touchdown there, right? So I, you almost have to, don't yeah. you? You almost have to. Yeah. So you're talking about being down seven, <laughs> po- six to eight points, and it. you have that chance. To I love win. it. Chrissy got mad. Eighty-seven point <laughs> six. But it is. I, we've gone too far with this. Every night I'm watching sports, and whatever. I'm not going to blame any one network, Gil, because it's all over the place. But I'll see it flash up like. 
Clippers, 98.6% chance to win. You're like, it's the, the middle of the third quarter of an NBA game. Yeah. Like, in what world are we living in that any team has it that chance? drives me nuts. Well, I, I can't stand it. It's, it's also, we live in a world where if you, well, it sounded like I was doing a movie trailer yeah, right there. In a world. In a we world. world. We live in a world where if you have a model for anything, the assumption is, let's use that again, is that somehow you're smart and you're above the fray. So your 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 win probability is a model. I don't buy your model. Yep. I just don't. Sorry about that. So um winner, so so basically, so I so here's the thing about this game. Let's get back to the guess. I said two and a half. Yeah. And I recognize that the Bengals have offensive line trouble. Jonah Williams, Bell Collins, they got they have three offensive linemen who are banged up. However, as we were saying earlier, Buffalo just doesn't seem that good to me anymore. And this is with Football Outsiders has them number. Buffalo Bills were one of the few teams in the history of the NFL that per DVOA, speaking of models, were top five offense, defense, and special teams this year. But have you watched them play the last half of the year? Like, they have not been right to me. The last month of the season. Like I said, have they dropped precipitously? No. No. But they're not quite firing on all cylinders like they had been. Early in the year, midway through the year, they looked like it was going to be a cakewalk to the Super Bowl for them. Yeah, you know, not so much. No, I hadn't. I mean, they fifth. still might get there, and they still might win it. You know, but they're they're not playing like they were six weeks ago. So the number is the number is four, and I saw it open four and a half and five mostly last night when I opened my numbers. So I opened four, and I told my guys, "Listen, we're going to stay below the market here." It's pretty much settled down at four, although I still see some four and a halfs out there. But I've told them, I said, if you see three and a half start popping up, we're going to go. You know, but for, I do have some money minus four. Not enough to move me, but, uh, but I, they have laid me the four. I'm, I'm not moving yet until I get G- Give me know, them points, Kelly. Whack. Give me them points. Yeah, and I'm, I think you might want to take a look at the money line, too, because pro- let, yep. let me just take a second look here. And then you get uh, you know, plus 180 in a lot of spots. I'm a little bit under that market, too. I'm at plus 175. But uh, tonight, you know. tonight's game, you taking uh, any uh, action one way or well, two or two way traffic? Nah, early on it was I I I opened the game three, so they took Dallas plus or uh, Tampa plus the three off me. Since that time, I've been pretty solid two and a half, writing pretty good business at the two and a half. A little bit more on Dallas. Um, I don't know if we'll get back to three or not. We might because I see it two and a half. Jeez, I'm looking now. I'm the only two and a half flat anywhere. It's uh, two and a half with juice or three with juice on the dog. So the winner of tonight's game, as we've talked about, takes on the San Francisco 49ers. It will be the last of the four yeah. games. The Niners are the only team we didn't talk about. The Niners get it done. Really all you, in case you missed that game, which I'm sure you didn't, but really the story with that game is the, the Seahawks came to play and actually led it to half 16 to 14. Excuse me. They were down 16 to 14. Uh, San Francisco was up and then San Francisco made the, questionable decision to squib kick with nine seconds left in the first half. And then Gino had the nine yard run. He got the 15 yard unnecessary roughness on Jimmy Ward tacked on. So Jason Myers sunk a 56 yard field goal. It was 17, 16 Seahawks at the half. And then the Niners just went crazy. 13 play 75 yard drive. This is what I love about Kyle Shanahan. He just says, you know what? We're, we're running. 10 of those 13 plays were runs, 7.45, 7 minutes, 45-second drive, Purdy in from 123 to 17. And I said at that point to uh, my buddies, I was like, it just feels like the Niners need one stop and that this game will explode. And that's what happened. 
Gino was hit by Charles Omenahu. He fumbled. He recovered. Oh, was recovered by Nick Bosa. And the Niners go seven plays, 70 yards and 327. Purdy to Elijah Mitchell for seven. Purdy to Kittle for two on the two-point conversion. And the Niners were up 14 just like that. I have a note here. How bad of a coach must Matt Campbell be to have wasted Purdy and Brees Hall? Just random thoughts oh, in my notes. Yeah. Seattle goes four and out. They had like three penalties. Two were accepted. Then the second play of the subsequent drive, Purdy to Debo for 74, most of a yak. And the Niners were up 21. Then Gino got picked by Diamador Lenoir. Gould added a field goal. Seattle had a garbage touchdown. Anyway, 41-23, and the Niners won it going away. So let me just brass tacks this here. First of all, I said it earlier. If I'm the, if I'm the Niners and, I give, and I'm giving truth serum, and I'll be the Niners because I have Niners futures bets, NFC and Super Bowl from before the season, and I have Super Bowl MVP bets on the Niners. I want to play Tampa. Purdy, by the way, 18 of 30 for 332. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once, three carries for 17 yards and a touchdown. McCaffrey, 15 for 119 on the ground, two for 17 and a touch, catching. Debo, three for 32 on the ground, six for 133 and a touch, catching. 505 total yards. Um... Does this not feel like the Chiefs are playing the Niners in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I was just going to say, I have those two teams, not clearly the best, at a point, point and a half the best, and I have them equal right now. I was just looking at my numbers. Did you do exactas? Yeah. You did? Yeah. What are their, do you know, remember what their numbers I can't are? I remember. Okay. Who was more unimpressive yesterday, the Bill or this weekend, the Bills or the Bengals? Well, I got to tell you. Great you question. Know, you look at the – the Bengals game, I mean, they got thoroughly outplayed. I would say the Bills didn't get thoroughly outplayed, no, the, but they got outplayed. No, the Bills box score, they crushed the Dolphins. Yeah. The Bengals box score, they got beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got thoroughly outplayed. Yeah, the, you know, the, the Bengals, but the Bills, uh, you know, outplayed them by this much early in the game. Yes. And then just, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, like you had been saying, they don't look right. They, they didn't look right. The I rest mean, at of the one game. point, I was like, "Is Skylar Thompson really going to come to your yeah. house and beat you?" I, I, it just feels like those are the two best teams in football. Apologies to the Eagles who haven't just haven't seen here for. I know, yeah. Listen, yeah. Jalen Hurts comes back yeah. and he's a hundred percent. They're definitely in the mix. I'm going to try to find that exact approach. Pro tip for the hour. Let's not forget about a pro tip. Kelly. I did make one bet, Gil. Yep. Big teaser for me: uh, Chiefs and Bengals up to ten and a half. Six point teaser, ten and a half, and down to two. I think I will be on that exact same teaser. Uh, look at Daniel okay. Jones rushing props this week. He's had heavy usage his past two starts. Seventeen carries yesterday, eleven against the Colts. Keep that in mind. It's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on Visa across every show, at least twenty a day. Available for Visa Pro subscribers only at Visa.com. My um, exact the prices were Chiefs beat the Niners nine to one. Niners beat the Chiefs eight to one. But that was last week. That was going in. Yeah, going when I the opened postseason. them. Yeah, so I mean, we're gonna put them up again tomorrow sometime. It'll be a lot different. I just I had the Chiefs with a much more difficult path to get to the Super Bowl. Should be fun. Love this time of year. Tennis picks. We'll put them in the newsletter. Enjoy. Yeah. Happy MLK Day.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.